they're the most beautiful blade I've I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> again, it was love at first sight. I mean, I've always you know loved the True Blade, but no, they're they're an excellent club and they're going to be in there forever. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. A few weeks ago, here on the Fitting Room Podcast, we had a guest from the Callaway PGA Tour staff, Dylan Fratelli. Awesome episode. We really enjoyed chatting with him. And he promptly went out and shot a 62 this past week on, on Sunday. So a 62 on Sunday, you know you're doing something right. So I thought, you know what? We would be doing a disservice to our entire Callaway staff if we didn't try to get every single one of them here on the show to try to bring them, to will them into the winner's circle. So that is what we're going to do today. And to help me do that, I've got my man, Dave Neville. Dave, in the house for a nice conversation coming up with Callaway Tour athlete Chase Seifert. Yeah, Chase Seifert. Really excited to have him on. I mean, he is a rookie this year on the PGA Tour, so I think not everybody uh, knows him, but incredible background. All-American at Florida State. Um, he had some pretty good teammates, Daniel Berger and, and Brooks Kepka there. Um, he's worked his way up. He was out on the Corn Ferry Tour, had a great year out on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, got the promotion to the PGA Tour, was off and running on the PGA Tour, and then obviously the, uh, the shutdown with the coronavirus. But uh, he's going to be back playing in, in Detroit. He actually went out and, and got a start out on the Corn Ferry Tour, which we'll talk to him about uh, today as well. But he's got a really interesting bag, Nate, so I'm excited to talk to Chase. Yeah, his bag is is definitely uh, some of the best. I mean, some of the best looking clubs that Cali makes: muscleback irons, uh, full Maverick woods. He's got a little gem in there that's been in the bag, uh, the X2 Hot Hybrid that we're going to ask him about for sure. Because uh, if that's still in the bag, it means he really, really loves it and it's doing something well for him. So we'll dig into that as well. Um, but. Right before we get to that conversation, a little bit of a reminder, we're in the middle of a fitting room giveaway, so exciting stuff, a chance to win uh, the Maverick driver of your choosing, and the way to enter is very, very simple. All we're asking is to make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. Uh, Good or bad, we want to know. Either way, it really helps us um, make sure that we can continue to bring you great fitting room programming every single week and help you get the most out of your clubs uh, to help you play better golf. So that's what we're all about here on The Fitting Room. So help us out with uh, subscribing and leaving a review. And anyone who does that uh, in the first three weeks of July will be entered to win the Maverick driver of their choice. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Dave, I don't think I have any more notes, so I think it's time well, yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be a positive review. Just go out there, subscribe, <laughs> leave us a review, let us know what you think. You know, Nate, some contests out there, you know, the prize might be, might be a driver. It's like million to one to win the, the driver. Not here. You know, you go out, you leave a review, you got a pretty darn good chance of winning a brand new Maverick driver. I agree. I, I think it's probably more like a couple hundred, a couple hundred to one, which I'll take my chances. Yeah. What do you, what do like you got to lose odds. there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Dave, enough giveaway chit-chat. This, after all, is not the sweepstakes room. This is the fitting room. That's right. So I think, I think it's time to welcome 
Uh, Chase Seifert here into the fitting room. Chase, welcome to the fitting room. No, thank you. Happy to be here. And uh, I imagine some of the excitement for this year, you know, uh, rookie year on the PGA Tour, something to be really excited about. And first appearance on the fitting room, something <laughs> else equally as exciting. But talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously a strange uh, rookie year for you. So what's it been like so far uh, as a PGA Tour player? It has been a, you know, a unique year. And, you know, I still have my dream job. So, you know, what can I say? You know, I still get to play the PGA Tour, um, you know, week in, week out. I just – I'm excited to get back out and play. You know, COVID's kind of taken a few starts away from me uh, in the last few weeks. And so I've just been itching to get back out and, and compete. And it looks like next week in Detroit's going to be uh, my first my first start back. Yeah, really excited for you there, uh, Chase. And I know you wanted to get some starts in, so you, you jumped out on the, on the Corn Ferry – uh, tour on the Corn Ferry Challenge there. What was it like uh, out there kind of inside the, the bubble and what was it like to uh, compete? Because I know you, you hadn't been out there uh, for a while in a formal competition. It felt, it felt great to compete and, you know, see a lot of my friends again, um, the guys that you play with every week. Uh, it was a little different, you know, not having the fans and the extra energy that they give. Um, and then, of course, you know, not really being able to shake hands or fist bump. It was – it's a uh, – you know, it's, there's a learning curve there, but that's what we have to do right now to be able to compete. So I have no issues with it. And uh, Chase, so you've got um, you've got a, a golf bag in in the screen here with you. And for those of you listening, you can watch every episode of the Fitting Room on YouTube as well. So you've got a nice set of clubs there. Might I even say to many, it would be quite drool worthy. Um, beautiful. <laughs> You got beautiful muscle backs, a lot of Maverick uh, sunset orange in there. So I'd like to spend a little bit going through um, your choice of equipment. But before we do that, I'm interested to know kind of more generally, um, how would you rate yourself in terms of uh, the way that you look at equipment? You know, are you fairly technical? Is it feel? Is it look? Is it, um, you know, uh, you know, where? On that spectrum, like where would you say you lie from uh, from an equipment standpoint? I would say I'm definitely more look and feel based than technical. Um, that's where it starts for me. You know, if I get a new driver, it has to look good before I can, you know, before I can hit a good shot with it. Or same with putter wedges. I mean, everything just has to look good, look correct, and then that's that's kind of where I start. And then after that, if it looks good, then I start getting into the technical. Like, all right, are they matching my specs or? You know, is everything up to where, where I would want them to be? But no, it's definitely look and feel based for me. And starting with the the driver uh, chase with the Maverick, you know, you talk about a look and feel. One of the feedbacks we had from the Epic Flash was around the sound and the feel, and worked really hard with that uh, on the new Maverick driver. So talk about the process, your testing process with the Maverick driver. When did you put it in play? When did you get to test it? And what kind of things did you see with the Maverick driver? <laughs> Yeah, I was fortunate enough to test it, um, you know, a little bit last year. And then I believe the first time I hit it was Sea Island. Um, and then put it in play, you know, right after Sea Island. And immediately, you know, it was an improvement, you know, with the sound. Uh, you know, I love the looks as well. But my percentage in fairways has gone up this year as well. Uh, it's a great club. So when you're testing the Maverick driver – uh, head to head against the, your previous driver, 
what are the things besides the look that, that you're looking for? What does that club have to do to prove its way into your bag? It starts with, it starts with ball flight for me. Um, you know, how much the ball's curving, the trajectory. You know, I, I shape the ball more up and down than I do left to right. That's kind of my, my go-to. Uh, if I want to hit more fairways, I'll kind of bring the ball flight down lower. And you know, if I want to hit a little farther, I'll tee it up a little higher, hit it higher. So that's mostly how I shape the ball. And you know, so I like the ball to kind of be very straight or if anything, fall a little left to right. And uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And if it checks all those boxes, it gets to get in the bag. And, and Chase, I know we've got a lot of uh, shaft geeks who listen to this this show. So you've got – I think you've got the hazardous yellow in the – in the driver, that's a counterbalanced uh, shaft. Is there anything particular on that shaft that you that you like? You're still rocking that shaft? I actually am not rocking that shaft anymore. I have the let's see here. the Tensei White. Oh yeah, nice. So I, I used the Tensei White before I switched to the Hazardous, and then I played the Hazardous for maybe a few months, and then now I'm back to the Tensei White. <laughs> All right, Tensei. Put it back in. Tensei, by the way, is our stock was our stock shaft in the the Epic Flash. The Tensei Blue, great great shaft, and we've used that in some other uh, programs as well. How about the three wood, Chase? I know you recently switched to the Maverick uh, three wood. I think you just put that in play recently. Three woods are notoriously one of the hardest clubs to to fit. What are you looking for on the three wood? Is this a T club for you? Is this a off the fairway type of type of club? Uh, for me, the three wood is going to be off the fairway. Uh, I hit a lot of drivers off tees, so for me, it's it's a club I need to be able to hit high off the turf and with some more spin and, and stop it into par fives. So it turns into more of a scoring club for me. So I'm looking at a club that you know presents a little bit of loft to where it looks like I can hit it high off the turf, and then I, of course I need the spin, you know, to elevate it. And immediately, you know, I, I tested the Maverick. And I think within two balls, it went straight in the bag. And then, you know, I hit my first par five and two with playing with it at home. And uh, it was kind of just it was love at first sight. You know, Maverick Dave, uh, uh, fairways have been a huge, huge uh, hit for us. Nate? Chase, Chase said that it, it took him two shots before that, that club went in the bag. That's actually one shot uh, more than we've heard from a lot of players. <laughs> for, 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 that, for that driver, the, like you said, Dave, the – the Maverick Woods have just been so hot. You know, uh, we've seen a lot of better players really liking the glued hosel and that look, and that certainly helps with uh, the ability to get the CG a little lower, launch it a little higher. Um, and we've seen how difficult three woods are to get out of players' bags. So when you find one that works, it's something you want to hold on to. And speaking of hold on to, Dave and I have been dying to ask you about the, the hybrid that you have you might be rivaling Henrik Stenson in, with his three wood. Uh, you, you're, you're playing an X2 hot hybrid, which, Dave, I must say, was the first hybrid ever with a face cup. So yep. there's something special there's, there's about something that club. To that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, Chase, talk to us about that hybrid you've got. Yeah, I, I believe it's the, the first hybrid that uh, yeah, Callaway ever made me back when I, when I signed uh, out of college. Um, there's actually another funny story with it. So I actually was letting a buddy use it a little bit when I wasn't using it. And uh, cause I was playing a two iron at the time and I played a two iron for probably two years and, you know, wasn't having the best success with two iron into par fives. And so I was asking him about the hybrid and then 
he let me borrow it back and it's been in my bag for three years now since <laughs> so it's ungifted it almost to speak but no it's a it's an older club but I'm able to hit it high and, and shape it perfectly and you know it's one of those things like three woods it's hard to replace if you find one that works and so I'm going to ride this one until until it doesn't work so you, you have hybrid and then is the four iron the lowest iron that you have in the bag is that correct that is correct it's just interesting we see so many amateurs and even people on fitter you know they they think that they need to be hitting the three iron you know all the time better players then you got a pga tour player and we see this uh, a lot you know there's a lot of tour players who are they have utility irons in there they have mixed sets they're starting with the uh the four iron you know you play in a lot of pro-ams what, what do you see in in some of those players bags that that uh, makes you uh, shake your head they definitely have too many irons uh, <laughs> i mean a hybrid is an excellent club it's so forgiving and you can i mean you can swing just smooth with it and the ball just wants to elevate so i, I mean i would advise anybody who's you know playing four and five irons who is not a really low handicap to to definitely you know try out some hybrids and see if they can help you Good, good PSA uh, now, right there from Chase. Yeah, that is that is um, obviously some nice wisdom there from a guy playing muscle backs too. So we know that you don't have trouble finding the center of the face um, if you, if uh, playing a playing a set like that. So talk about those irons um, and you know in the spectrum of of Callaway irons. You know a lot of X Forge is popular on tour, Apex Pro is popular on tour. What was it about the Apex MBs that was calling to you they're the most beautiful blade i've i've ever seen um <laughs> again it was love at first sight it, it checked the the box of the look right away and then you know just the feel and being able to shape the ball with them i mean i've always you know loved the true blade kind of an old school guy but um but no they're they're an excellent club and they're going to be in there forever Nate, it would be nice if uh, we could play clubs just because they were beautiful. I wish I was bad <laughs> enough to do that. The the MBs are nice to have, like around the office. You know, hold <laughs> on a conference call. They look, they work great while you're on a conference call. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, it's another another matter. Uh, we got to talk about the wedges, Chase, because I'm I'm a big uh, wedge guy. You've got the jaws uh, in there, a couple of the jaws in the in the bag. Um, Talk about the process with what you're looking for on the wedges, particularly around grinds and also the the, the spin with the, the jaws groove. Yeah, no, the jaws have been, you know, they went right in the bag in Napa, um, you know, right when they were released. A uh, little softer feel, a little more spin, both things that I enjoy uh, right away. Um, I've actually changed grinds within the last, I believe, four months. I went to the, the 8T on the 60. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually has a, a slightly more bounce than the one I was playing, um, which has actually been nice. It's helped me around the greens, uh, you know, just elevate the ball a little bit more with less effort. Um, and obviously, you know, the extra weight on the toe as well. So uh, the the, Go ahead. that 8T, um, obviously, you know, for those who are listening, we just released that as part of the Jaws Raw uh, lineup. So if you want to play what Chase is playing, the 8T is out there. Mark Leishman's also playing that um, as well. Are you the type of guy on the short game you like to open up the face a lot and manufacture shots or more of a square face uh, type of player? What are you looking for from the, from the grind on the wedge? 
on the short game, you know, I, I go close face, open face. I, I mix it up a lot and really, you know, shape the spin of the ball um, to what I need. But more more open face than anything. Um, you know, I just – I did a lot of testing here around the house because I have the BC and I also have, um, you know, the older wedge I was playing, the forged. Mm-hmm. And the, the tee had just the right amount of bounce for what I wanted to do around the greens. Uh, it's kind of noticeable right away that I, w- I wasn't playing enough bounce previously. So Roger will be very happy to, to hear that when we tell him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely wasn't playing quite enough. And, you know, the tee has been, has been great. He always says so bounce is your friend, even for tour players. That's, it is. You don't have to be perfect. You know, the bounce helps you out. You got a couple inches behind the ball, a couple inches in front of the ball. You don't have to clip it perfect. So it sounds like you've been pretty proactive about making sure you find the equipment that is right for you. Uh, how much are you hands-on with your equipment? Do you like to grip your own clubs? Do you grind your own wedges? Uh, how much are you tinkering? So I have I have uh, loft fly machine. I have putter loft fly machine. I have swing weight machine. I have all that oh, stuff. Nice. Here. I like that. When I'm home, I do re-grip all my own clubs. Uh, I don't tinker a whole lot with grinding anything you know i kind of like it the way they are um but you know i definitely will tinker with law fly and you know different things and try to get you know my bag perfect chase i know you're a very frequent listener to the to this show so you probably heard that nate also has a a, a full garage of loft and lie tinkering equipment adelman club works we call it but um, Nate, is Chase the first tour player who said he has a full loft lie machine? Should we put him in the fitting room Hall of Fame for that? <laughs> I think he's – well, I think he's number two. I think the first one was Phil Mickelson. Oh, right. Who has, yeah. like, a whole build room at his house, <laughs> but also has, like, his badge that gets him into the Callaway build rooms as well. <laughs> so, so, but, uh, no, that's uh, certainly uh, um, uh, if you fit in well with the fitting room crowd – you know, you, you never know. You finish up dinner, it's 8 p.m., and you're like, shoot, I really need to put that putter one degree up. I'm going to go to the garage right now and do it. And just knowing, having the peace of mind that you can do that, it goes a long way for confidence on the golf course. It does. And, you know, just if you're, if you're at the golf course and let's say the 8-iron is not performing right, hey, let's go home and check it. I mean, I got the stuff right here to make right. sure the numbers are right and then find out if it's me or the club. <laughs> Right. I love it. A man who cares about his uh, equipment. Let's talk putters. Uh, Chase, I saw some pictures of of you uh, on Instagram, on on social, working with the Toulon with the Stroke Lab uh, shaft. So talk a little bit about your your putter setup. I actually got a new putter in the bag this week. It's a Chicago uh, with a custom, uh, what's it called? Plumber's neck. Oh, nice. Mm. No, no, Joe really outdid himself on this one. It It is gorgeous. What was it about that putter that, uh, that led you to switch into it? So I was playing the San Diego and, uh, you know, had some success. I was putting well with that. But I wanted just a slightly longer line on the back flange. Um, sometimes I feel like I just wasn't, you know, wasn't my best with the aim. So, you know, the Chicago has just a slightly wider flange on the back and a little longer line. And that's uh, it's helping me out. And on this Chicago, are you are you using the Stroke Lab shaft or you have a traditional shaft? Uh, it is Stroke Lab. Yep, Stroke Lab. Anything you you feel different with the the Stroke Lab versus uh, in the past of using the steel shaft in terms of uh, how it feels to the ball? To me, the Stroke Lab feels a little stiffer, which I do like. 
and it also feels uh, just a little more consistent. Like sometimes, you know, on longer pots with the, with the old school shaft, which I believe is like a, you know, a wedge or nine iron shaft, mm-hmm. it's just, you feel just a little, a little bit too much kick, you know, through the, through the impact. And then um, this one just, it's a little bit more stiffer, a little more stable, I would have to say, through the strike, especially on long light pots. Hey, Nate, Chase has all the bullet points down, so we may need to hire him in, 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 in marketing. Uh, yeah, I'm a little worried for my own job. I think Chase is <laughs> gunning for us post-PGA Tour career. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, Long PGA uh, Tour career. Chase, how, how, is, um, how are you with the putter, um, well, throughout the bag with technology? So do you look at TrackMan a lot or like a SAM system or something like that on the putter? Or is it, you know, trust your eye and trust, you know, the yardages that you're hitting? I'm, I'm more old school. I mean, I have a flight scope, but I maybe pull it out once every two months. Um, I prefer to get my numbers and my data other ways. Um, it's like with putting, for example, you know, I know if I can get into the correct setup and if my eyes are, you know, looking where I think they're looking, I'm going to putt well. So it's just doing what I need to do every week to, you know, do that, whether it's chalk line or just certain drills to get myself into the positions to where my setup is correct. I'm going to putt well. And the same with full swing. You know, when I'm playing golf, you know, I just, I study every, every iron shot where the ball mark is, how far short of the hole it is, you know, the number I was trying to hit, what it felt like constantly gauging and, and just and checking data. And that's how I get my yardages and, you know, and make sure that everything's where it needs to be. I know you, you're getting ready for uh, Detroit uh, coming up here. So I think that'll be your first start on the PGA since the, the restart here. Can you talk a little bit about your, your preparation there, and not just with your uh, equipment, but uh, w- what's it been like getting ready and what are you working on? Um, I've been, been looking at the golf course online a little bit. Um, I believe it's, it played fairly easy last year from what I've heard. So I think they're going to make the rough a little taller maybe change some pins, make the greens a little faster. So, you know, I've been really doing a lot of short game work, short-sided short game work um, out of rough because it is Donald Ross, so typically those greens are going to be back to front. You know, you can end up with a lot of little short-sided, very touchy shots, and that's kind of what I've been working on here. Chase, is oh. there – do you have anything in the in, in the bag, any special good luck charms, ball markers, uh, any – uh, alignment sticks or anything cool that the the folks need to know about that that brings you uh, good luck on the, on the PGA Tour. I, I have some things in there. I'm not sure if they need to know about them though. Um, <laughs> I, I guess anything I think you want to you want to divulge. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I have three or four random rubber duckies in here somewhere. <laughs> that my mom has been giving me since I was in high school and I just keep throwing them in the bag and they're somehow buried in the bottom. Yeah. One, two. (laughs) That's amazing. Three of them down there in the bottom that have been in my bag since high school. So. Wow. Nate, that's an all time one, Nate. Yeah. That is your first. You should have seen my caddy the first time he found him in there because I didn't tell him. He was digging around. He's like, what are these? <laughs> hey, if it works, if it brings you good luck, he got you out on the PGA Tour. So uh, keep it going. You know, put a few more in there for sure. 
what Mama says. <laughs> well, a, a few weeks ago, we were joined by uh, Dylan Fratelli on the show, and he promptly went out and shot a 62 on the PGA Tour. So we've got some oh, high God. hopes for you now uh, that, you know, you, it's, a, it's usually players that join us, you know, they end up going off to do great things. So we're rooting okay. for you this year. Best of Thank luck uh, this Thank season. You. We know it's kind of a strange year, but we're going to certainly be keeping our eye on you, and we thank you for uh, giving us some time and some insight into the clubs in your back. Absolutely. You. No, thank you guys for having me. It's been a blast. Uh, so just a couple friendly reminders here from the fitting room. You can join us every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Sirius XM PJ Tour Radio. And you can ask us your questions live on the air. Hopefully, Dave, you'll join me on that show one of these weeks, We'd love and to. we'll give the people what they will give the people what they want. Um, of course, if you have questions about what's in your bag, you can always hit us up on the Cali community. But even better than that, the fitting room hotline is always open for business. New a new program, Callaway Distance Fitting. Uh, head on over to callawaygolf.com slash distance fitting. You'll spend 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one time with a Callaway certified master fitter to help get your clubs dialed in your bag. Um, this episode of The Fitting Room was produced by Tyler Sheehan, uh, recorded by Jen Turk, and edited by Trevor Miglarino. We'll be back next week with more from The Fitting Room Podcast. <laughs>